once again with the Crossroads Music Podcast. With me again in uh, trapped in his hotel room, Mr. Eric. How's it going? What's going on, everybody? Yes, I'm surrounded literally by water, <laughs> and it's and I'm not on an island, <laughs> but it's almost become an island. I can't believe you got stuck there. Exactly. It's you can go in the grocery store. There's nothing in the grocery store, but you go in the liquor store and it's stacked. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so how are you getting food? Is there like um is there enough? So there's like a buffet. There's like a buffet like okay. style thing here, but like the food's not the greatest here. Yeah. So it's it's literally like like today, like for dinner we had their rendition of Chinese food, which okay. was just like a bunch of dumplings, but you know they're not making the dumplings and it's just right. it's just like, Oh god, okay, well I guess I'm eating this today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as so, long as you have some sustenance, I guess it's all right. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> all right, Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, your drink of choice for today, if you do have one. I do. I went to the liquor store uh, and I bought a Dunkel. It's a winter Dunkel. So um, I'm actually excited about this because this one, uh, I'm, I'm using my little tiny little cup again <laughs> <laughs> that the hotel provided. Um, good on them. But th- this is from Whistler bc this this one so all you people from out east probably have heard of whistler but this is the limited edition winter dunkel Um, so it's there's the there is the label and i will read you the back uh uh, chocolate and wheat malts combined with a liberal helping of organic chocolate to create a rich full-bodied ale that has a subtle sweetness and a uh Decadly chocolate orange finish. It is worn out in that word, so I think that's what it's meaning to say. But uh, so let's take a look. So this this seems to be like one of those chocolate oranges that you get at Christmas. And it does smell like a chocolate orange. It smells oh, exactly like one of the nice. chocolate oranges. Yay <laughs> <laughs> mm. or nay? I don't know. Middle. I don't know. Actually, yeah, middle of the road, but not bad. Not okay. bad. But yes, check it out. If you like chocolate oranges, I think you'll really like this drink. Nice. Hmm. All right, here we go. Uh, let's get into the music talk, Eric. Yes. Um, I actually haven't been listening to anything, so I have nothing to add here. But what have you been listening to this past week? So other than this album that we're going to review and probably slaughter uh, like like a good old butcher shop, I'm going to uh, talk about two albums I had a chance to listen to over the weekend uh, because I needed something else to listen to. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Sting dropped his full album, uh, oh, okay. the new album, The Bridge, and it is awesome. Oh. It is actually really awesome. I really enjoyed it. It's a very like jazzy kind of relaxed feel. Maybe it was perfect just because I was in like a studying session all weekend mm. for this course that I'm on here. But um, the only song I don't like is the, the second song on the album. That's the only song I don't like on the album. Pretty good. Just one. And, and I just, like. yeah, I just don't like there's this flute that's like, da, 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 da. It, it just sounds so flat and just like, okay, like this sounds ridiculous. But, um, other than that, I highly recommend listening to this album. It's really awesome. Um, the next album I listened to was the new Adele album. 
<laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so for those of you who like Adele, you'll probably like this album. Uh, there were a handful of songs on this album that I actually really liked. It was like almost like a big band sounding uh, style uh, tunes. Um, regardless, there were some parts in the album I don't. I wasn't really listening to the lyrics per se, mm. so I don't know whether it's, there's a theme to the album. But like, uh, there's some divorce. parts where she's okay. Well, there's, there's some parts where she's talking to like somebody. It sounds like she's like an echoey in the distance, and she's just like, yeah. "But I love, but I love you." And it's just, it's just so like I don't know the way that it did it was, I was like, "Okay, I'm like this is this is annoying." <laughs> so <laughs> I found myself skipping the song to that. But there are uh, like a good solid tunes on this album. Uh, but I would I would probably like recommend listening to it but it's not like you need to go listen to this now kind of thing mm. but uh but there were some parts like the interludes of the song I'm like okay like but i love him it's just like i don't nobody cares <laughs> right just just play your songs and get on with it but uh, anyways um those are the only two things i've actually really listened to so okay uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Adele for a little bit later on in, in the music news, but I have no interest in actually listening to 30, her new album. Like, mm-hmm. maybe because I, I never listened to the other ones, and I just, like, I don't really care about anything that she puts out, but I'm, like, actively avoiding listening to Adele for, <laughs> for some strange reason. I don't know. I just I just can't deal with listening to her music. But... Mm-hmm. um. Yeah, no, for me, like, I actually haven't been listening to anything anything new. It's pretty much, like, just shuffle, like, whatever comes up. It's been in the background, but nothing of note. So uh, nothing for me to add here. Uh, but let's keep going. Today in music mm-hmm. history, because uh, there's quite a few music topics later down the line that I want to talk, talk to you about. But let's do uh, Today in Music History. So today is November 22nd. 1928, Maurice Ravel's one, mo- one movement rhythmic orchestral work Bolero premieres at the Paris Opera. Um, mm. Bolero. I remember is that. A freaking great song. I mean, if you're the if you're the snare player uh, in the orchestra for that song, you probably want to like commit suicide because it's the <laughs> same freaking rhythm for like I think it's eight minutes or something. Um, yeah. But the song is so good. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember Bolero. Oh, we did. <laughs> I yeah, remember we did that play song. It. Oh, we yeah, did. We did play it. I yeah. Forgot. We great. did. It was quite the. It was quite the grind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It actually starts out pretty slowly at the beginning. Mm. Uh, in November twenty second, nineteen fifty, Little Steven Van Van Zant. Guitarist for Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band is born in Boston, Massachusetts. Right on. He has a great uh, radio show. Uh, I don't know how long he's been on the radio, but this show is always great to tune into. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, ooh, 1963, two, th- two things happened on this day. The Beatles released their second studio album with the Beatles. Um, no, that's early Beatles stuff. It was actually pretty good. Early Beatles stuff mm-hmm. was really good because it was like it was danceable music. It was it was pop music and it didn't take itself too seriously. Uh whereas yeah. 
later down the line, the Beatles took themselves way too seriously at the end. <laughs> yeah, and I, I always felt like, like as simple as the lyrics were too in the early Beatles, like I feel like they were probably one of their best written stuff just because of the, yeah. just the simple, the simplic, simplicity. Sim- yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Simplicity. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. Also on this day in 1963, Phil Spector, uh, who happens to be Jewish, releases a Christmas gift for you album uh, from Phil Spector, which he worked on all summer with his best musicians. Uh, however, uh, on this day uh, in 1963, U.S. President John F. Kennedy was killed mm. uh, the same day this album was released. Uh, so his album hmm. suff- album sales suffered. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, Phil Spector, such an interesting character, but I don't know why he did a Christmas album. Uh, hmm. I don't know, sort of weird. Uh, but anyways, 1965, Send Dog of Cypress Hill is born in Pinar del Rio, Cuba. Um, I mean, if you really want to get into like proper hip hop, Cypress Hill is uh, a pretty good place to start. Um, more like a, more like, they're sort of like the equivalent of like a, a Queens of the Stone Age type of thing. They're like a stoner, stoner hip hop group, I would say. Interesting. Pretty apt description for them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, on this day in 1968, the Beatles released the White Album, a double album that contains both Blackbird and Helter Skelter. That was a that was a good album. I what felt. album? Like Hel- Helter Skelter is a great song. Helter Skelter people sleep on. I feel like everyone's like yeah. A lot of people don't know Helter Skelter, but it's yeah. a really good song. Yeah. Oh, I just I love that opening. Yep. But yeah. Um, and then so that was 1968, and we are going to jump all the way to 1997 because for. Almost four decades, nothing actually happened on this day. But 1997, Michael Hutchins of In Excess dies in a Sydney hotel, uh, which was later ruled as a suicide. He was 37 years old. Eric, did you ever listen to In Excess? Uh, I've listened to some of their stuff. Like some of the, I feel like they're a bit underrated sometimes. Like, like yes. they're not, like, I wouldn't say they're a great. Like crazy good band but mm-hmm. but they have some really good solid tunes though yeah for sure uh 2002 ray manzarek and robbie krieger of the doors announced plans to reform with the cult singer ian asbury and the police drummer Stuart copeland they initially tour as the doors of the 21st century but a lawsuit by original drummer John Densmore, who declined to tour citing hearing loss, forces them to stop using the Doors moniker. They changed their name to Riders on the Storm. I think that's a bit of a dick move, to be honest. Like, these guys reformed their <laughs> original band. <laughs> uh, they went out with not as the Doors, but the Doors of the 21st century. And they even offered for the original drummer to join them, but the original drummer said he can't do it due to health reasons like i don't i don't see what the why there is this beef here uh where they can't one reform the band and two go under the name the doors of the 21st century that to me seems Mm -hmm. like a dick move that is a dick move yeah um 
2005, a collection of poems written by Bob Dylan in 1959 and 1960 when he was a student at the University of Minnesota sells for $78,000 at an auction. The poems are the first known time he used the name Bob Dylan. Hmm. That's that's a lot of money for a handwritten poem. <laughs> that is... <laughs> I can't believe somebody paid that. You know, $8,000. And then finally, 2005, System of Down released Hypnotize, which goes to number one in America. Hypnotize would be the uh, second part to their uh, basically double album, uh, Mesmerize and then Hypnotize. uh, But they chose to release them. I think they were only eight months apart or something like that. Maybe eight or nine months apart in terms of their release. but Mesmerize and Hypnotize by System of a Down are great albums. I I feel like in their whole catalog, it's their most um, it's their most complete in terms of like art artistry wise. Like they cover a lot of ground, uh, a lot of different sounds, but they still sound System of a Down. Mm. So Hypnotize, I would definitely recommend most people if you're into like a a bit heavier music, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it today in music history. We're all done with that. November that was quick. Yeah, there wasn't really that much stuff uh, on this day for for whatever reason. But um, anyways, let's get into the music news because there's a lot more uh, discussion here. So, uh, Eric, we talked about Taylor Swift's Red last time. How it was released? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever? Did you get a chance to listen to that at all? Or not yet? The, okay, not yet. It's it's on my short list. Okay. Uh, well, anyways, uh, it's now making the news again. Uh, so a 10-minute version of the song All Too Well. So All Too Well, I think, was a three-minute, possibly a four-minute song off the original Red album. Uh, but Taylor Swift has um, released a 10-minute version of that song. Uh, apparently, when she was originally writing it, it ended up being 10 minutes, and then they cut it all down to three minutes. Uh, so it's more of a palatable uh length i think my camera mm. died oh i'm one you're just frozen on the screen for me okay i'll fix that i'll just uh there's just gonna be a black screen here. um anyways the original song was 10 minutes so on the the re-release of of red uh they released the original 10 minute version of it and it has gone to number one and therefore has replaced Don McLean's American Pie as the longest number one hit of all time. Interesting. American Pie that's, is such a yeah. good song, but then you think about it and you're like, that's a freaking long ass song. <laughs> it is It is literally the song that just does not end. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's a good song though. It's so well written right but yeah that's crazy that that's a big that's a big thing good for her yeah like american pie is such a it's such an iconic song because it's in like every single like war movie i think i could think of like it's Mm -hmm. in all the classic movies and it's such an anthem uh and it's still in new movies today like i like we watched that movie fitch or whatever finch the one with tom hanks and it's oh, okay. like a post-apocalyptic world, and and that's the opening thing. He's driving around in this post-apocalyptic world, and he's listening to American Pie on a, on a tape deck, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, like, I was like, oh, this song's so good. 
<laughs> but that's, so but that's a big thing though like to take that away from from that right like, yeah yeah that's a pretty big thing uh but yeah all too well is now the longest uh longest song to hit number one all time so now has that title um okay let's let's get into the uh adele thing while we while i try to fix my camera but essentially um here it is. Adele has convinced bosses at Spotify to make a significant change to the shuffle button on album pages. Spotify has removed the shuffle button as the default option when playing albums. Now listeners have to listen to every album's track list in order uh, instead of shuffle. So this is a quote from Adele. This was the only request I had in our ever-changing industry. We don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listings for no reason. Our art tells a story, and our stories should be listened to as we intended. Thank you, Spotify, for listening. So upon Adele's request to uh, remove the shuffle button from the album page, Spotify has removed it. Um, and I really peeved off about this, but Eric, uh, initial reaction to this. Do you have thoughts on this one? I don't know. Sometimes you just want to put it on shuffle and just get the <laughs> roll of the dice, right? Like, like, and I'm sure you're the same way. Like, I, I enjoy listening to an album front to cover, but, like, not all the time, right? Like, sometimes I just want to dabble. Like, oh, I don't even want to listen to the album. I just want to listen to this one song on the album. Right. But like, I, I like, I think taking away the shuffle, like, I think most a lot of people use that feature. Right. Yeah. No, I get, I get them. The, from an artist's perspective, yes, you put in a lot of time and effort into mm-hmm. um, putting a certain set list together or track list together. Uh, and you want people to listen, it, listen to it uh, in a certain way. But then after you have your first listen, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the artist's right to like tell people this is how it should be listened to it after that. Mm-hmm. Like this is the preferred way of listening to it. But if you want to just like skip around, I mean, like they're separate songs. It's not like Adele put together a concept album. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not like Pink Floyd's The Wall where yeah it makes sense to be like from track one all the way to i think it's 14 or 16 uh tracks like the story doesn't make sense if you start skipping around you could probably listen to another brick in a wall by itself just that song but there's certain songs on that record like on its own are terrible because they don't make any sense because there's no context to it Mm um but like for a pop record like i don't give i don't give a shit like where the songs are placed. Like, I just want to hear the, the hit singles and that's it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it, it doesn't make sense to me. Not give people this. Option. Like, and that, and that's the thing. Like you could also take it the other side and just advertise it as, Hey, I recommend you listen to this album front to back in order to get the full message. If you really want to get a deep dive into the album. But like, just to like, what what is it going to be like? One of those electronic agreement things that that people do. It's like you scroll all the way to the bottom, don't even read anything, and oh then just hit accept. Like, is That'd that what horrible. it's going to be like? That'd be horrible. You just you just go, 
you hit the song and then you just move the little the little meter to the end of the song. All right, that's complete. Now can I unlock the shuffle feature? Yeah, that'd be mm. terrible. I mean, yeah, I, don't I, know, I I'd have to agree with you there because again, like we're probably one of the few. There, there's probably very few people out there, like in the majority vast wilderness of this world, that listen to an album front to back, but. Like yeah okay I'll li- I like I listened to the album front to back right now obviously there was a message that I didn't get right because I just didn't give a shit about the talking I was just like okay like just shut up like <laughs> just switch the song but other than that like I think I think overall like pop songs are meant to be shuffled yeah. essentially like yeah, they're not sure. they're they're not like I can't tell you one pop album that's actually like a concept album that you need to listen to front <laughs> and back in order to get the, the message up, coming up one directions concept album about like yeah. freaking the meaning of life. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, insane. yeah, like Trent Reznor. Absolutely. <laughs> like all day long, I will understand that. But like, like, you know, it's like if Katy Perry or something, it's like, Oh, I made a concept album. Wait, what <laughs> <laughs> you did you, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I just, it just rubs you the wrong way that like a pop artist of all people is like, no, this is the way you should be Mm -hmm. listening to the music. Like, I don't know. It's just taking your, your music too seriously at that point. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Like the songs don't even like tie into each other. It's, they're just pop songs. Like, Mm Mm-hmm. Like a singular pop song can have meaning, but a pop album definitely does not. Yeah, no, I I agree. Anyways, the shuffle button is now gone on Spotify for specific. If you if you load a specific album, the uh, shuffle button is now gone. I wonder. I wonder what albums they're gonna be. I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, this is probably uh another infuriating thing uh but this will be a short one kid rock has uh released a new song it's called don't tell me how to live it's featuring monster truck and he is uh ranting about snowflakes and fake news he he just (laughs) doesn't want the government or anyone to tell him how to live i feel like kid rock is the one person that should be told how to live because yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out of all the that. people in the world, he's gonna be our martyr that we're gonna stand behind. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Mm. He's not the person that we should be uh, following behind in this, um, you know, social like fighting for our freedoms mm-hmm. movement. Like, no. yeah, no, um, that's that's for that's that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I took a listen to the song. Uh, it's pretty. It's strange because we I, I talked about Limp Biscuit last week and it's like, oh yeah, they have this new album out and it sounds like it's from the 90s. This Kid Rock song sounds like it's back in the 90s. It's like, it's angsty Kid Rock rapping over uh, heavy guitars and heavy drums, uh, which is very 1999 of him. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I, Limp Biscuit. When we talked about it last week, I was like, they're very aware of where they are. Like, they're yeah. very aware that they are <laughs> sort of a joke band, at least like a, a sort of, um, what is it? An Arab, a certain era band. I think Kid Rock with this song still thinks he's relevant. 
in the music sphere. He still yeah. thinks that this sort of blend of rap and and metal music is still like resonating with people and he's still he's still connecting with people with his angst and it's it's a bit comical to be honest (laughs) (laughs) um but the weird thing on this is that monster truck is uh featured on this uh he he sings the vocals in the chorus uh he sounds really good on on the track that's that's the one that's the one good thing about the song um but yeah, if you if you want to be uh sort of 1999 angsty teen teenage rage, uh go listen to that song because I don't know. For a time for a certain time in the past, this is probably a pretty good song. <laughs> hmm. And not by today's standard. <laughs> All right. Um what's this one? Oh, here we go. This is a pr- probably a pretty big topic, but Universal Music Group has confirmed it is launching a strategic alliance with Authentic Brands Group to acquire and actively manage artist brands. So Authentic Brand Group's portfolio already includes uh, Marilyn Monroe, Muhammad Ali, Elvis Presley, among others. Uh, But what does this all mean? Essentially, Universal will now start buying up artist likeness uh, so that they can continue to sell merchandise uh, memorabilia and license out the artist's image well beyond the artist's lifetime. Uh, so last week we did report that Tina Turner sold her likeness. Um, so it does look like uh, that trend will uh, continue as Universal starts to buy up uh, every single famous person's face. So they Interesting. Can continue to license out that image of that artist. Hmm. Um, for me, I just, I, I dislike this so much. I, I understand this is like sort of inevitable, uh, because that's where the money is. Cause like you just go down, uh, into the islands and you see Bob Marley's face on everything. People just keep like buying that shit. Um, so it's worth a lot of money, but I just don't like it. I just mm. don't like that someone, someone like, um, a prince right is owned by x company and then they just keep pumping out t-shirts with prince's face on it or his yeah or whatever it is it's just like it's weird (laughs) yeah that is that is really weird (laughs) um but yeah it looks like we'll see we'll continue to see that trend go on artists uh alive or dead selling their likeness uh to bigger corporations Hmm. continue uh, their quote-unquote legacy. Um, in similar news, uh, Sting is reportedly shopping around his catalog, and estimates pin him at 250 million plus. Really? He's gonna sell his whole catalog. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. Everyone has a price, it seems, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Just as if the price is right. <laughs> just sell your soul. Uh, just the police catalog. That's like that's insane. So that is insane, Cam. Like even his solo stuff. Like he has some solid yeah. solo stuff too, right? Like, yeah. man, that's like that's big. I don't understand how. Like it just seems so. It's a shame. It's just a shame because it's like put so much work into these classic songs that are just so good and then it's just like now it's just capitalized yeah. <laughs> right but 
You have two hundred fifty million in your pocket right now. Yeah, might as well do it. Why not? on the flip side uh elton john has gone on record and said he would never sell his song catalog saying quote unquote it's unthinkable so that would be insane too (laughs) if elton john came across and was like i'm selling all my hits like that that's just that is that is unfathomable Yeah, Elton John selling his whole catalog. Oh my god. Like, I don't know where this stops. At some point, here's my thing, right? Bob Dylan sort of started this all and he sold his whole catalog. Like, if Bob Mm -hmm. Dylan's going to sell it, I can't can't be surprised that anyone else after him. Yeah, like (laughs) Bob Dylan of all people. Like... The mm-hmm. artist's artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That was a big surprise. Yeah. For sure. yeah. But anyways, Sting, he's selling his catalog. Elton John says he will never well, sell his catalog. He's on the market. He yeah. just wants to listen to numbers, but we all know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Elton John has gone on record and said he is not selling his catalog. Uh, but if someone comes to him with, you know, $5 billion, maybe he'll do it. <laughs> Um, in, in, uh, other selling out news, and this is probably not Whitney Houston's fault, but Whitney Houston, uh, a Whitney Houston NFT collection is being released. Uh, it's a collection of previously unreleased song demos, artwork, videos, and photos. Now, I don't know who is profiting off of this, but essentially, uh, they went through the, the archive, found a bunch of old stuff of Whitney Houston photos, videos, song demos. Uh, and they're selling them as NFTs now and making millions of dollars off a dead person. So that's great. <laughs> that's insane. I don't understand. Like, why do people buy this stuff? Like, an unreleased song demo from Whitney Houston. I'll mm-hmm. go listen to it. But I'm not spending. I'm not spending more than five dollars to listen to that. Yeah. No, and exactly. I'm not spending more than $5 to own a copy of it. Yeah, a digital, a unique digital copy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Barry in chat, I dropped 10K on a steampunk ape. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Remember the steampunk ape that we, or well, the, the, the monkeys that we were talking about last time. Uh, the band that is a complete NFT band. Yep. It's so ridiculous. But, uh, but yeah. That's that's what's happening. So if you want to buy a Whitney Houston NFT, that is on the market. Um, other news: uh, title is still a thing, so that streaming uh, music streaming platform. Uh, however, it looks like they are planning to add a free tier finally. So before title was a, a purely pay uh, pay platform, uh, but now they're going to offer a free tier. Uh, they're trying to uh, get more people in. Uh, Eric. Is it going to be the uh, Adele album, not on shuffle? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's the only free thing you Maybe. can listen to awesome. to force feed her album down your uh, throat. I've never actually tried Title myself, uh, just because they never had a free tier. But Eric, did you ever mm. ever never try tried or it? Take a look at. Yeah. Never tried it. No. I mean, if they do add a free tier, maybe, maybe I'll take a look at it because I have I haven't had much success with Spotify and. I don't own an Apple device. So I'm never going to listen to Apple mm-hmm. music, but 
Um, (laughs) Maybe. Maybe I'll check it out if there is a free tier. So we'll see. Um, Eric, have you played Pokemon Go? Yes, of course I have. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a millennial. Of course I have. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, starting today, Ed Sheeran is going to be performing in po- Pokemon Go. Oh, he no. Is performing live in the Pokemon Go app. Uh, he is playing his own songs. And there's currently a special event, uh, a special Ed Sheeran event in Pokemon Go. So you can <sighs> see. Um... <laughs> I want to go fuck see him in a game. Like, and it has, like, that's the thing. Like, he has nothing to do with Pokemon, right? Like, <laughs> like why is that? That's like if, like, Rage Against the Machine's like, hey, you know what? We're canceling our tour. Uh, we're just going to play on Pokemon Go. Like, <laughs> like, he'd be like, what? I'm sorry, what? What? Anyways, he says it's a lifelong dream for him to perform in Pokemon Go. Uh, his favorite Pokemon is Squirtle with sunglasses. That's his favorite Pokemon. So... Uh, in honor of that, you can catch a Squirtle with sunglasses. Right on. He's going to be his little mascot on the stage. Is, it, is he just going to be like like an anime ginger I think on so. stage? I think so, just... yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> is so he, gonna, he better sing the Pokemon theme song. Oh, that'd be you know, so like, cool. He'd, he'd have to. He'd have to, right? He's if you're going to do something like that, you have to. And if you don't, then... Be, be prepared to get ridiculed. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why Ed Sheeran is uh, partnering with Pokemon Go. I assume it's the mo- a money mm. thing at the end of the day. Yeah, but, it's uh, probably like, hey, do you want to? It's probably like, yeah, hey, do you want to perform in Pokemon Go? No. Why would I want to do that? We'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars just for like <laughs> I think five songs. More. I think it has to be more, and, or or like whatever the price is, right? <laughs> like that's that's a lot to us, everybody. Okay, so yeah, so so whatever the price is, it'd be like, oh, how about we pay you like a million dollars? Okay, yeah, sure. I'll, what what is the app <laughs> called again? <laughs> Pokemon Go. Sure, my favorite Pokemon is Squirtle. <laughs> uh, anyways, go watch Ed Sheeran perform in Pokemon Go. Um, it's interesting. Other news. Interesting behavior. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's just selling out. That's that's sort of the moral of the story here. Everyone sells out yeah. eventually, right? Yeah. No one's safe. I know. Nobody is. No nobody is. Not even us, Kim. No. Uh, Drake is offering virtual tours of his Toronto mansion. Um, uh, he is offering, sorry, virtual tours of his Toronto mansion, uh, and it's littered with all his Drake-related merchandise. So if you go to drakerelated.com, you can explore his mansion virtually. Uh, and as you explore Ooh. his mansion, you are bombarded with price tags and ads for all his merch and related business ventures. <laughs> what a waste of time. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to see his house... Like, the, but the thing is, is like, you have like, remember the MTV Cribs, right? Oh, like, yes. like you have yeah. that, right? Like, so you go to these celebrity houses and like, that was actually like, it was like one of those home shows. Like sometimes mm. you get like sucked into those home shows if nothing else is on and you're like, oh, like this is like a couple looking for a house or whatever. And they go through three houses and you're like, oh, I totally choose the second one or whatever. Right. Like, like yeah. we've all, we've all seen those shows. And then, like, at least MTV Cribs was like, okay, like, oh, this this house is awesome. Like, this house has a has a goddamn pool table like room, just or yeah. or like a bowling area, Somewhere right? Like water slides. 
Yeah, yeah, but then, but then this is like, hey, this is me, Drake. Come see my house, and I want to show you all the merchandise I have. <laughs> like, like, what is this? Am I on an online store, or like, <laughs> am I actually getting a like a tour of his house? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is my this is my albums. You can buy T-shirts. Yeah. Anyways, DrakeRelated.com. Yeah. You want to see his house and uh, be showered with all his merch. Yeah that or just go to the drake merchandise store and see all the merchandise that yeah, he has or that. um yeah. and finally and eric <laughs> i want to talk to you about this so badly but uh radiohead's kid a nisha has finally been released uh Ooh. it's a it's a reissue of radiohead's kid a and amnesiac albums together and along with it is their free to play kid a amnesia ex- exhibition game on ps5 and epic games for and uh jazz how's it going it's been a while jazz uh thoughts on children and curfews uh is that separate items like my thoughts on children and my thoughts on curfews or my thoughts on children and their curfews? Uh, or should children have curfews yeah. <laughs> our, our answer i can't read anything different. in the chat so i'm going just based off of what kim tells me oh you can't see chat oh, okay i'll, I'll read it mm-hmm. out to you um anyways eric i want to talk to you so bad about this because uh obviously like radiohead freaking geniuses but Mm. after the release of this exhibition game um they are more genius than i thought they were (laughs) it's Mm. interesting so good uh jazz wants to actually know uh, our thoughts on both uh so should children have curfews on on both is this is this like a therapy session here, or like are we actually like being like <laughs> thoughts on children and what was the other one? Children and curfews. Children and curfews. Uh, children. I don't mind them. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like what do you want me to say about children? Like <laughs> if your kid's a little snot, then maybe. Uh, but uh, curfews. Um, I respect curfews. I respect curfews. I think curfews yeah. are good for, you know, making people learn discipline, you know, like just getting them like, 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 you know, like, like yeah. this isn't music page. related at all, but, but like, like it just teaches them like, okay, like don't stay up till like four in the morning and then expect to like work efficiently the next day. Cause that's impossible. Like curfews, like, oh, be in bed by this time. Or ever okay, so you get all your like it just gives you like a timeline. It just gives you structure, right? Like yeah, repetition. No, yeah, no, cur- I'm I'm on the same page with you. We need curfews. Not everyone needs a curfew, uh, but a lot of people military enforced curfews. Yeah, <laughs> get in your home. <laughs> there's some there's some people in this world that definitely need yeah. rules and boundaries yeah. set up for yeah. them because and discipline. Learn they're not discipline. They're not responsible. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, Kid A, Nisha, Radiohead, uh, the the reissue of the, I guess, two albums now, uh, and also the video game, the exhibition game. Mm. Eric, I played this uh, this past week, and Mm. it's so good. Mm. Here's the first thing. It's not a game. Like... It's in the Epic Games launcher and it's on PS5, so you can uh, you can play it. I'm not sure if it's VR enabled, but it definitely can't. Like the way it's set up, it definitely would benefit from VR. I just played it with mouse and keyboard, 
Okay. Um, but it's not it's not a video game. It's it's just an exhibition piece. You walk around looking at different uh, rooms, going through different doors, uh, listening to the music. But the way they have designed this is they've taken the music uh, from Kid A and Amnesiac, uh, the two albums, and they've incorporated into like these exhibitions. So they'll have hmm. like artwork on the walls or as you walk by things like change uh, on, on the walls or on the, on the screen. And then they'll play uh, a certain song from the album or they'll take a certain stem or a certain part of a certain song and then incorporate that into it. And then you go into the room next room, it, it puts in another stem and it just keeps building until mm. it gets to the full song. That's um, pretty cool. There's like one certain room in here where like, um, when you enter the room, it's just a bunch like a, like noise basically uh, that you listen to and then you go into this like tube and it's just like the bass and the drum c- kick in and it's uh, it's in time with the noise that you hear in the room previously the like the amount of detail that went into this exhibition game is just so good it's just so <laughs> good there's so much like depth into it it's very mysterious though there's no um there's no like character that you're playing. Uh, there really isn't any explanation in anything. Uh, but um, if you are like a hardcore Radiohead fan, this is like the greatest thing ever. Because like mm-hmm. if you really dig into Tom York's lyrics, uh, if you really like digging into like the different mixes that they release or the different individual parts that they all play, like this is great. This is like the perfect whatever it is for Radiohead. I just right on. It just blew my mind when when I when I first like logged into this thing. Like at the very beginning and this is not to spoil anything but like at the beginning you're just in this like forest, this um uh like black and white hand-drawn forest uh and then you go into the game into the exhibition and it just kicks into one of their their first songs off of I think it's off of Kid A and it's like goosebumps. For me, it was just mm. goosebumps right at the beginning when the song right kicked on. in. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, I don't know. I, I think Radiohead's Kid A is a great album. Like, it's it's sort of that... In Radiohead's career, it's sort of that turning point where they went from rock... Art rock, popish band uh, to really, like, artsy-fartsy way out there. Right. Mm. Uh, if you start listening to their stuff after Kid A and Amnesiac, uh, it's very much like, what is, is this even a, a, a rock band anymore? Are you even writing like melody anymore? <laughs> um, but Kid A, I think, is an amazing album. Amnesiac, hit or miss, depending on the, the, the time of day. But mm. um, I do recommend you download it. It's free on Epic Games if you want to do it on PC or Mac. Uh, I think PS5, it's also free. Right on. I'll have to check that out. I'll have to um, definitely check that out. Well, yeah, it's it's just like there's no end to it. It's you're just mm. you're literally just wandering around mm. into different <clears throat> rooms, looking around. Uh, one piece of warning though is if you are photosensitive or if you get like, um, <laughs> like if you get like seizures or uh, yeah, don't from, play the game. <laughs> do not play this game. There are parts in this game just like seizure inducing. Um, yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. Um, well, that's good to know. But, uh, yeah, Kid A, Amnesia, Exhibition Game. Man, 
So good. I, it might be my favorite thing that was released this year. And I'm really when it, was, for, when it was first announced, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would you why would you make a video game that you walk around? Why why is Radiohead doing this? What's the point? But the amount of detail that goes into it, oh my god, it's so good. Nice. I'll have to check that out. I'll definitely have to check that out. Anyways, that's that. Uh that was all the new stuff that we, we had right today. Uh, so, Eric, let's move on. <laughs> oh, the best part of this podcast right here. Um, so I actually didn't do this properly. I actually don't have the album. Art. I'm just going to throw it on very quickly. But today we are going to be reviewing uh, the debut album by Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Self-titled <laughs> album. Uh, so... Yay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. Um, yes. Yes. <clears throat> it is so uh where is it the self-titled debut album or debut studio album by american boy band backstreet boys was released on may 6 1996 confusingly uh the successful singles from this album would be later released on the group's second self-titled album uh the next year so they technically took the best songs from this album and released it a second time on a brand new album and then called it Backstreet Boys again, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. That second album would go on to be certified for, uh, platinum 14 times in the U.S. alone. Uh, but unfortunately, we decided to listen to the original Backstreet Boys and had to listen to this piling piece of garbage. So, Eric, your <laughs> thoughts on, on this Yeah, that on doesn't, this debut that doesn't album? doesn't really give us a, a more of a segue to talk about this album in a good light um okay I, i'll talk about i don't even know how to how to structure this properly okay i'm just gonna say like this album was terrible <laughs> this album was awful uh i did not want to listen to this any as i was listening to it about probably four songs in i'm like why did we do this to ourselves? <laughs> um, so there were a lot of songs that I remember back in like my youth, just like, Oh, that song. Um, then there was just like, it was just weird. So like with a boy band, you would think that, I don't know, like they all sing right at some point. Right. Yep. So none of them play instruments. At least I don't think. Yeah. Uh, don't quote me on that. All they you all hardcore. Dance people so why is there female backup vocals in the songs <laughs> right like that that's what i just didn't understand because i'm listening to this one song I'm like why is there female backup vocals? like why can't they do the backup vocals like i would appreciate that more coming from a boy band because there's five of them and you would think that there'd be some sort of five harmonies or or something like not even a five-part harmony at least a three like give us something <laughs> um I don't know. Some of the songs were like catchy pop songs, right? Like mm -hmm. that's why they made the radio. But then, then there were songs on this album that I'm just like, "What the fuck is this? Like, what? Is, <laughs> what is this song? Um, like, and I and I couldn't even tell you because it was just so bad that the one that sticks like, out for me is "Let's Have a Party," this sort of like Caribbean, uh, like beach yeah. party song. I was yeah, just I like, remember what? that song. What song doing on this record yeah well and that's the thing and then even even like there's some parts where it just goes on into full hip-hop yeah and i you're think just roll like, with it i think it was roll with it roll with nobody, it yeah. yeah 
And I'm just like, what is what is going on here? It's like it's like almost like they took everything that was popular and they were like, we're just gonna put it all in one album <laughs> and we're gonna be the greatest album ever. But it wasn't. Now the the only good thing I have to say is the production value is pretty good. Is pretty is pretty spot on. Just like the songs sound like like in terms of the quality of the sound coming out of the headphones or or musical output mm-hmm. um sound good uh, but like i don't know like this this album was hard to listen to because like there were there were the hits and you're like okay yeah like i understand why this is a hit like uh like for instance um quit playing games with uh, my heart. get down quit playing games get with down. my heart right like you know that those are hits you know why they're hits right and yeah they're good pop songs right not my favorite. Like I don't like those songs personally, but um, essentially, they sound good in terms of quality. But I I don't know. This album just did not. It just did not jive for me. It just there was a lot going on, and there was a lot that just did not make any sense of what was yeah. going on. This I like for me for for looking. If you give this album a 10, I <laughs> imagine like it makes sense now looking at it retrospectively, why they would release a second album after this and call it again, Backstreet Boys. It's sort of to erase the fact that this album ever happened. Uh, and <laughs> sort of like overrode it. Right. Like, Looking, mm. looking at it that way makes sense. But for me, it's just like, it's so confusing that this album even like was released because like there's so many, there's so many things wrong with this record. Uh, and the biggest one, and we already touched on this before, but like the, the different genres within this, this record as like, it doesn't belong mm-hmm. here. Like this is a boy, boy band, pop band, right? Like the whole second half of this album is just like this None of this makes sense. Um, and mm. yeah, you mentioned the female vocals. Like, like why? There's five vocalists in this band. You definitely could have covered it with you five. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Backstreet Boys <laughs> were ever known for like good harmonies. Maybe that might have been in sync. But like, I didn't really find any of their harmonies that good on the, this record. Like, there were a lot of solo. Mm. There were a lot of good solo vocal moments on this record, but. I didn't really hear like good harmony. I don't know if you, you mm-hmm. heard any of that yourself. Yeah, and and I, I again like I was disappointed with that just because like you're a boy band, you have five singers, yeah. you better damn well have harmonies in it. Like like every other like big boy ba- like I'm pretty sure NSYNC does, but who knows? Like I don't yeah. listen to them actively, but but a lot of them like like just just from coming from like bands or artists like country artists like little big town like they're a four yeah. four piece singer band right and and they do harmonies like all over the place yeah. right and and they sound like phenomenal and and that's what like a five piece vocal band would do that's like that's like that three like the three tenors just singing yeah. all in the same <laughs> like you know what i or or like El Devo, which is the newest yep. like like tenor group, right? It's just like no, we're all gonna sing leads, and that's it. <laughs> like it's just yeah. yeah, it's it's just it it just doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, it very it felt very much like solo effort from everyone rather than like a mm-hmm. vocal group uh, on this record. Um, I do agree with you for the most part on the production. Uh, but again, I always have issue, and I know Max Martin didn't do all these all these tracks, but I always have issue with Max Martin related projects where the bass is just missing on everything he does, mm. like. Listening to these songs, like production wise, they're great. And I'm sure if you're like in your car and like you've got like car noises around, uh, these sound like phenomenal on like a car radio or whatever. Cause that's mm-hmm. probably where you're going to be listening to this record in the mid 90s, most likely off the radio. So already compressed and then in your car. So it's sort of designed for that. Uh, but listening to this these songs on like studio grade monitors or my headphones, I'm just like, there's no bottom end on any of these songs. I can't hear any bass on any of these. Um, so that's the only complaint I would have from a production standpoint or a mix standpoint. Uh, but otherwise, like these songs still, I would say they still hold up today. They still sound like proper like pop songs that you would hear today. So. Uh, just the mm-hmm. the bottom end is missing for me. So that that'd be my big complaint about this one. Um, the songs themselves are pretty much forgettable. Like uh, the only ones I could think of is uh, even "Get Down." I get that sort of like one of those classic Backstreet Boys songs, but it's just like it's sort of grating. <laughs> it sounds mm-hmm. like a a cheerleader chant, like one of those cheerleader pep rally type songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's not catchy to me. I think quit playing games with my heart is probably a great ballad. Uh, that's probably yeah. the only thing that I'm willing to say is like a, a good song on this record. Everything else is anywhere from mediocre to why was this written? terrible? Yeah. To why is this on the album? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, Eric, final thoughts and ratings on Backstreet Boys, self-titled Backstreet Boys. I'm definitely glad to delete this album. <laughs> off my list uh but i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a three out of ten okay that's what i'm gonna give it just because like the production value was good and you know like just the songs that i knew growing up on the radio like i know their hits i know why their hits like and you can't deny that like you, you just can't deny that but but everything else was just like just a train wreck <laughs> yeah yeah, not all the passengers came to the destination at the end of yeah. the album, but there, some of them are there. So, yeah. Um, no, I think I'm in the same boat. I think I'm also giving it a three out of ten on this one because, like, it's not an album I would ever tell anyone to listen to. It's not worth yeah. it. It just isn't worth listening to. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing ter like really terrible about this record where I'm just gonna be like this should never exist, but it's not a record that anyone really needs exactly. to go out and listen to. Just if you're on Apple Music or Spotify, just and you want to listen to the Backstreet Boys, search their name, click on the artist, and then just hit shuffle. Yeah, take that, Adele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a record you do not want to listen to front to back. Yeah. There's no way. There's it doesn't make any sense. Uh, anyways, three out of tens from us on on this one. Um, for those of you who are following along with us every single week, um, I actually don't have the album art anywhere. But uh, the album that we are going to be uh, reviewing for next week is uh, Nirvana's Nevermind record. Yes. So 
Yes. The biggest, the biggest Nirvana record ever. Um, Oh, I'm excited. But we'll see if it's their best. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's move on. Mixtape battle. So lobsters. um, Last week, Eric got the topic lobster. We take uh, a random speech generator. It produces three random topics. Uh, One of us chooses one of those topics, and the other person has to make a three-song ultimate mixtape based on the topic. Eric got lobster last time, so Eric, hit me with your mixtape. All right, so here we go. You ready for this? This was this was actually a little difficult to find I could imagine. songs about lobsters, and I wanted to try to keep lobsters as the theme and not just stick with like seafood, essentially. Uh, so the number one song opener of this album is by Timbaland, featuring Jay Z. I couldn't find a picture of the two of them together that looked like a good quality. Uh, but the song is called Lobster and Scrimp. They have so, a song called Lobster and Scrimp? Oh, my yes. Lord. Yeah, That's so the song on. is about living the high life, you know, being at the club, <laughs> you know, getting those hoes, and then and then just eating just like fine dining like lobster, right? What? Uh, so what that... That opens. <laughs> that, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the lyrics here. Hang on a second. Uh, while you do that, growing up gaming. What's up? Thanks for joining us. Um, Eric's opening uh, song for his topic lobster is "Lobster and Scrimps" by Timbaland and Jay Z. Yeah. I've All never right. heard of this song. You never heard of this song? Neither have I. So <laughs> it's, it's an interesting song. song. Uh, yeah, come on from the gutter to the rich, from holes in my clothes to the most butter shit. That's life. What a bitch. Now I rock ice uh, for the fuck of it. Uh, your wife love my shit. You know who you fucking with. And then the chorus. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, no. Oh, that stupid sounds terrible. Ads. Stupid ass. Uh, is you a, uh, a pimpin? will spit that game lobster and shrimp. You ain't nothing changed. You know the name. <laughs> I came, put it down for y'all. What? <laughs> so I don't. This I don't is know a terrible that's... song. This is a terrible yeah. song. This, this is, is actually when I listened to it, I just could not help but just utter laughter. Terrible so song. that is my number one opener song, just to set the mood, the tone. Nope. Let's because move on. Let's move the on. The next, the next song, <laughs> the next song, Kim, is. At number two by Patty Page, Old Cape Cod. So Old Cape Cod is a place that harvests lobsters. Yep. And that's that's exactly what this song is about. It's about Very a good. fishing town that harvests lobsters. And it's kind of like an old school jazz kind of feel to it. Like, you know, like so so we're really changing the mood of this mixtape pretty quick than living the high life now we're in a small town just you know harvesting lobster off the shorelines of cape cod but i could not have a lobster list without this song cam and i think and i think you know where this is going by the b-52s the rock lobster <laughs> this is a shit song this is a terrible song uh, the greatest song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
B-52s are such a strange band. I don't know why they wrote this song. Yeah, they they are definitely a strange band. But but look at them though. Like can, can you imagine like those people in that picture would write a song called <laughs> Rock Lobster. <laughs> so, right. very good. I'm surprised it's all tied together for the topic lobster. This is pretty good. So did I. Yeah. Very good. Very good mixtape, Eric. Uh, <laughs> learned a lot. Uh, all right, let's move on. There we go. Okay, so here's the the random speech generator. Once I click on this button, it's going to produce three topics. Eric will choose one, and then next week I will produce a three-song mixtape. There we go. Boop, 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 boop. There we go. So food allergies, <laughs> Wi-Fi, and athletic shoes. Oh, my God. Athletic shoes are so easy. I could just do Air Force One by Nelly. It'd be so great. Um, anyways. Your choice. Food allergies, uh, Wi-Fi, athletic shoes. Wi-Fi. I don't even think you can do anything on Wi-Fi, can you? Uh, nothing comes to mind, to be honest. And then I'm food sure someone has, someone has probably written uh, a song about Wi-Fi, but I don't know. I can't think of one right now. Food allergies, oh. I'm sure I could figure something um, I feel like athletic shoes. There's gonna be like a hip hop heavy yeah, style. Very hip hop heavy. Yeah. Ah, uh, kind of want to see what you do with food allergies. I can't see okay. what the comments are, or if anybody's comment. No, no one's commenting. Right okay, now. so I'm gonna I'm gonna choose food allergies. I want to see okay. what you do with food allergies. Yeah. Growing up, gaming says future. Uh, who's a rapper? Uh, has a song called Wi-Fi Lit. <laughs> <laughs> Future's actually pretty good. He's really good. Um, okay, food allergies. Perfect. I'll figure out go. what to do with food allergies, but uh, that should be fun. Um, okay, so we are going to... Um, here, actually, no. Let's do this. Uh, quote of the week presented by Anthony Kiedis. And just to tell everyone here, uh, this will be the final iteration of quote of the week presented by Anthony Kiedis. We have ran out of uh red hot chili peppers quotes uh so here it is should have been could have been would have been dead if i didn't get the message going to my head i am what i am most motherfuckers don't give a damn oh baby think you can think be, you my, can. Girl, I'll be, be my girl man. i'll be your man someone full of fun do me uh suck my kiss there you go suck my kiss um suck my kiss <laughs> this song is pure nonsense these lyrics it is it actually craziness um but yeah this is, is this is the last quote of the week presented by anthony kiedis because we nailed have, it <laughs> we've run out of uh red hot chili peppers quotes uh but instead of anthony kiedis uh gracing us with his presence every single week we are introducing a new segment called thief or not a thief oh eric you are definitely i am not in this there you go okay Perfect. There we go. Um, so uh, this is our new segment here, Thief or Not a Thief, where every week we are going to be uh, looking at two songs uh, that have been, uh, one has been accused of plagiarizing the other. Uh, mm. And then we are going to, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it a bit. Uh, we haven't really uh, solidified the actual format, of this, but basically we have two songs. One's accusing the other of being plagiarized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end, we will uh, give our opinion if it was indeed stolen 
um, and which one is better. So um, we are going to be talking about No Scrubs by TLC, who is accusing Ed Sheeran uh, and his song Shape of You. So No Scrubs, it was released as the lead single on February 2nd, 1999, and it was off of TLC's third studio album, Fan Mail. It would peak at number one on Billboard Hot 100 and would remain there for four weeks. The album itself would go on to sell 10 million copies worldwide. Uh, on the other hand, Shape of You uh, was released January 6, 2017 and was a single off Ed Sheeran's also third studio album, Divide. Shape of You would peak at number one in 34 countries. On December 10th, 2018, the song became the first song to hit 2 billion streams on Spotify. It was also the most streamed song of the decade on Spotify with 2.4 billion streams by December 2019. It was not only the best-selling song of 2017, but also of the decade in the UK. In 2019, it was named the number one song on Billboard mainstream top 40 chart of the 2010s decade um unfortunately for ed the song's lyrical rhythm drew comparisons to the tlc song no scrubs uh, especially in the pre-chorus and as a result the composers of no scrubs were rewarded co-writing credits so eric these two songs um i listen to them and for the life of me i cannot i don't see the 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 resemblance between yeah. the two. Like, hmm. I understand chord structure-wise, they're exactly the same. Uh, they're in different keys, but in terms of, like, the chords and the, the movement of them, they're exactly the same. So you can actually layer these two songs on top of each other, and, and they would actually match up really well. Uh, but melody-wise, I, I listen to this over and over again, and I just don't see the resemblance. So, uh, Eric, to mm-hmm. uh, give you a bit of a visual, I also did the notation for the two. So the top one is No Scrubs, Ooh. and the bottom one is uh, Shape of You. This is the pre-chorus. This is the part that everyone uh, is uh, is uh, saying is plagiarized. But even when I look at the notation of the actual melody itself, they're not they're not even close. Like yeah. movement-wise, the note placement, the rhythm, nothing's there. Um, no, they're not. So, um, it's it, to me, it's a mystery as to why everyone on the internet says uh, that it is plagiarized, and it is a mystery to me as to why uh, No Scrubs uh, writers of the original song are now uh, have writing credits on Shape of You. Growing Up Gaming says, "I don't so- think these songs sound alike, and these people are crazy." <laughs> I I would have to agree. Like I know No Scrubs very well, and I know Shape of You very well. And uh, like even going through my head and just how the, the the like I feel like it's just like okay, even though there's similarities, and there's always going to be similarities in some music, right? Like, but yep. I, I just feel like there's so many differences that a like the plagiarism thing shouldn't shouldn't even apply to this situation yeah Yeah, i I don't know i think it might just be the chord structure of it plus like a bit of the rhythmic elements but for me it's not enough to say like ed sheeran plagiarized tlc no scrubs like yeah like i I can i see them as completely two different songs yeah like because i i I feel like there's there's those songs where you're like oh this these songs do sound the same (laughs) 
Like this, this is one of those. It's like I feel like you're grasping at straws, but. Yeah. All right, so but. Eric, our final verdict on this is not a thief, correct? Ed not Sharon a thief. Is not a thief in this case. No. He's just a ginger. He has enough going <laughs> against him. <laughs> uh, all right, so not a thief. And uh, final question for you: Who did it better? No Scrubs TLC or Shape of You at Sharon? Which is the better song? Oh, that's interesting. Because I feel like they're both good songs. But who did it better? <laughs> who did it better? Uh, it would probably have to be Ed Sheeran. Ooh. Ooh, that hurts. Say. Ed, you like Shape yeah. of You? Yeah. By Ed Sheeran more? Oh, yeah. damn. But but I, don't like, I like them both. But if I had to choose, like I would probably choose Ed Sheeran. Oh, right? wow. Grown Up Gaming says no scrubs. More historical, monumental. Yeah. I don't know. Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. That's pretty historical, monumental. He hit a lot of strings. And if you want to hear a good cover of No Scrubs, check out Weezer's cover off the oh, Tool album. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Weezer has the worst covers. I've no, they're just so like they're not anything they're so special. Weezer. They're just they're no. just so Weezer, they're which is so amazing. Anyways, uh, for uh, me, it's gonna be No Scrubs by TLC because I think that song is just freaking so good. Shape of You <laughs> by Ed Sheeran. For me, it's a good song. It's a pop song. It's it, it's whatever. Mm. No Scrubs by TLC. Oh, that's such a good song. Uh, okay, so our conclusion is Ed Sheeran's not a thief in this case. Uh, yes, and then he's we're not. We're divided. Divided on on which song is the better one. <laughs> But anyways, that's our new segment, Thief or Not a Thief. So every week we will be comparing two songs uh, together and giving our thoughts on it. Perfect. All right, let's close this off. Um, Controversial statements uh, made on this podcast. I'm sure we made a ton of freaking controversial statements this time around. But, uh, you know, no one called us out. (laughs) uh wonderful okay so uh that's it that's it for our show thanks for tuning in everyone next yes, thank week, you everybody uh we will be back here twitch.tv slash the crossroads music podcast um uh monday 10 p.m est 7 p.m pst there you go i got it uh nice. and we are going to be reviewing nevermind by nirvana so that should be a lot of fun um Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, all those good places, because uh, our stuff is there. Uh, and that's about it. Eric, any final thoughts uh, bef- when we close this off, or now that we're no, closing I'm, this off? I'm good. You guys right. have a good one. Wonderful. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will catch you all. All right. See ya. Yeah.